No more. I don't like people who make mistakes. We're going to put you on ice for a while. Thirteen generations ago, our overpopulated world built the southern sun. Attention. Prepare for shuttle Lancer landing. Lancer to Southern Sun. A self-sufficient spaceship that would be home to thousands of migrants. Located rescue beacon and survivors. They're all female and identify themselves as Valerians. With a ten-light-year journey to a new and uncolonized world. It's true, Kilgan. They've managed to uncover even the smallest details of our well-laid plans. Our current descendants have come to accept the Southern Sun as their home and work for a better future for their children. Our children, our heirs and successors. Well, David, it's a great honor serving you and your ship. While most of the inhabitants of this generation are content with what it's all about. But this would directly oppose the law of the universe, yeah. the law of the galaxy. There are some who have grown restless and impatient. Forget the law. No, no, the law must be upheld. We cannot break it. What is it? I don't know what it's called. What is it called? My movie. Better. Enjoy it, folks, and right now... Take hey, this, you big bitch. Begin movie now. We are here on this episode of this show. Welcome to the Reb Brown Club presents My Movie's Better presentation. We are watching, we watched the movie Space Mutiny. A 1988 South African space opera starring who else but Reb Brown, among Reb. other people. <laughs> Rebuary doesn't yes. end. Yeah, every, whenever we're around, it's always Rebuary. Rebuary will never end. Um, so we are also currently watching movies, so I guess this is sort of like a commentary. Uh, but anyway, this movie has a pretty great tagline that I think nails down the prop plot pretty well but also makes it sound like it's some sort of horror movie uh there is nowhere to hide from the enemy within does this movie have a xenomorph yeah or like is someone gonna be like ah like claw their face <laughs> yeah. off they'll look it's like under my skin they'll look like the mind rot um magic the gathering card i don't know if you know that card from like, i haven't way seen back it, but i can imagine it's just like I think it was someone just ripping the flesh off their it's face it's like guys like head is like exploding i'll send you a picture of <laughs> all it. right um so yeah, this movie is twelve uh, percent rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's unfair because it's so enjoyable to watch. It's and fresh in its own way. It yeah. has great space scenes. And so I, I should I should introduce my guests like a proper host. Welcome, guys. I have Evan John from the Dork Web here with me today. And as I said, we watched a Space Mutiny. And so this movie was also covered by MST3K. And so uh, it gained some popularity from them. That was the first time I saw it. But I think it stands alone as its own movie. Um, what do you guys think? It's uh, definitely a masterpiece in its own special way. Yeah. Like all Red Brown films. Oh, yeah. We call it a, a labyrinth of thought. A labyrinth of thought. Yeah. It's definitely a labyrinth of something. Yeah. A labyrinth of editing. Yeah. A, a labyrinth of leotards. Oh, yeah. We should definitely talk about how there's more shoulder pads in this movie than in the NFL. Ba-boom, there's your first joke of the night. Ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah, because there's some strange costumes. There's also the, like, henchmen, as we're seeing now. Oh, I just went away. But the henchmen wearing the, like, uh, perhaps perhaps it's paintball gear or maybe, um, yeah, like, 
motor like a like like dirt bike yeah it's almost like he's wearing gear. no short no shirt but like a motocross yeah he's like definitely chest guard and shoulder pads he almost looks like a mortal Kombat character yeah he's i was just gonna say it's like mortal Kombat at the beach sometimes it's, yeah. or like uh he-man sort of too yeah. like yeah, yeah it's de- he's definitely not wearing a shirt under that and it's definitely <laughs> weird yeah because like he's the only person who looks like that yeah, and I like, guess what's your job in the ship? Oh, I'm like just like a henchman. Well, I gotta say because I feel like they he takes the role of like the like enforcer. Yeah, yeah, the enforcer to the bad guy, and uh, that is a total. They totally, totally fucked it up because they should have given that part to the dog, the bounty hunter, mullet guy. Oh yeah. So here we go. This is dog. Come on out here. Who had like literally a gigantic dead raccoon on his head? Like that guy should have been, and he sh- and he would have made more sense wearing that armor because he was all like he had a giant beard and the giant mullet. It would have been like, oh yeah, that guy was like space barbarian, whatever. But no, they just picked some random dude, a lesser Red Brown. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, no one can be Red Brown. We all can't be. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Uh, the way I would classify this movie is it's kind of like. Um, what did I say? Battlestar Galactica meets Space Channel 5. Now, uh, you should probably tell the audience why this is part Battlestar Galactica. Well, that's because they actually used Battlestar Galactica uh, scenes from the television show. So this yeah. movie is quite literally part Battlestar uh, right now on yeah. the screen. Yeah, yeah we're seeing II's. Viper Mark IIs, and I guess those are Cylons. They might be. I don't know, yeah. but it's definitely, I mean, as far as I've researched it, it is definitely. I mean, they even, they call them Vipers. Oh yeah, and this is the movie they call them vipers as well. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, like all the so basically all the good footage. And so you see any good special? Yeah, Re, you see Red Brown looking like a TV dinner in their footage. It's just yeah. I mean, for all we know, this movie might take place in the same universe. I could it actually could be the Galactica, because <laughs> really the whole story is the same too. They're yeah, like a, a colony ship yeah, away from Earth. Yeah. They just didn't say that Earth is gone yeah. or whatever. They say it's overpopulated. Yeah. I don't even By know. Cylons. I uh, never, I never watched the original Battlestar Galactica. Uh, I used to every once in a while, I guess, catch episodes on like TV Land, maybe. Yeah. But I, I, and I didn't actually ever finish. Uh, that was another television show that I like dropped out on. Though I did love like season two of the Battlestar Galactica on the new channel. Show. Yeah, yeah, I remember watching that. I'm like, wow, it's actually pretty cool. Yeah, it was, it was a good show. I just eventually was just like, all right, I've had enough of this. I, I don't know if it was like the same story. I know that the newer show was like way more gritty and grim. Yeah, yeah. And I think the older show was sort of like Cylons or like, you know, more like old Doctor Who. Yeah, or like Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. Or all the bad guys are just goofy as fuck. Yeah. So uh, the Mitchell family infests this movie there he is right there with looking like santa claus you call him papa smurf yeah, essentially yeah he serves the same role he's the got some weird like cheekbones he does i don't even know is it the cheekbones or, or the fake beard i we think don't know. yeah i think it's the fake beard yeah. oh because that's another thing that i was thinking about you notice how like there it seems like nobody has makeup on and there's no lighting in this movie like there's some real big like heavy cuts that were made but cameron mitchell definitely was in makeup because he has a fake beard that's what it's all about i i feel like i need to address this now uh, about the uniforms in this movie mm-hmm. if you're a woman and you're not a ranking officer or in maintenance you're wearing a leotard. Yeah, yeah you're like dressed like Tarzan. You are, you are objectified. You are, you are blatantly objectified <laughs> and used for menial tasks. 
Yeah, I mean that that's basically how it is. And there's even the there's this one girl on the bridge, and I'll point her out when she comes up. Uh, she's like, and she's she's dressed in one of the leotards, and her hair is terrible. It's all like frizzed out and not combed. <laughs> it's the eighties, and her eyes are like dead, and oh. she has no makeup on, oh, no. and it's just like why. Why didn't you be like, hey, can we like get her like a comb? Please? It's like a doll's eyes. <laughs> but yeah, Cameron Mitchell's son is also in here. He plays that mustachioed crew member who's always talking yeah, over like, oh, intercom. Yeah, you better get with it or you know give up because yeah, there's yeah. nothing you can do about it. Yeah, exactly. That guy was weird. Wait, I want to know what's going on. What's happening with my men? What's the matter, Ranger? Afraid you're losing control? Yes. Yeah, he was weird. I thought he was going to be the one that was like going to snitch on them when I first yeah. saw him. I'm like, look at this guy. He's totally going to be like, we have to uphold the law. Yeah. Forget the law. No, no. The law must be upheld. We cannot break it. Like my other favorite guy in that scene the one where he's like, like beaten and yeah, with yeah. a cane. He just gets punched to death and then yeah. impaled with a cane. They destroy that room, like beating him to death. Oh, down. yeah. They just like punch him on the table. The table breaks. They drag him out. And then David Bowie just stabs him with his cane twice. <laughs> Evil David, David Bowie. Yeah. Cameron Mitchell's daughter is in this movie too and she voices the lead Balerian Stevie Nicks character uh, the useless Balerian women who do nothing in this the movie the sex witches yeah. yeah they they just seem to kind of entice men into coming to their room and then knocking them out or appearing in like a dream and just subtly advising you how to advance the plot yeah they're just the dream women and they like giving people like wet dreams too because the dude was like totally just like rubbing his chest oh when God, like yeah. he was having the vision. Yeah, he is. He's like, he oh, was yeah. getting into it, and it's. Yeah, you dry hump that fucking plasma. Oh, I can't him. wait for that. It's my. That's one of my many favorite scenes in this movie. Because I will say that this whole part of the movie is like the boring part. Um, like even though it's action packed, I guess, and there's lots of explosions. Like yeah. nothing actually really happens here. Uh, <laughs> the teleporter effect, man. Oh. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> that the, he's the only one who survived that crash and the professor whose character you never see. So the director of this movie, he stated on his website that he was called away from the set due to a death in the family before filming began. And so the assistant director directed the film, but he could not get what I explained to you guys earlier, the Alan Smithy credit, which basically in Hollywood just means that you didn't want to be credited with the movie. It's which an annulment. I, yeah, which I think is funny because, like, it, it's such a relic of the past, whereas, like, nowadays you can just look up who actually directed the movie on Wikipedia in yeah. two seconds, so, like, the Alan Smithy credit didn't work. And also, I think all of these scenes were shot after the movie had been completely shot, and they were like, oh, shit, the movie's not long enough. Quickly because they the don't set, advance yeah. the plot at all. No, they do nothing for this movie. Just, like, talking into an elevator mm -hmm. intercom. The, the movie definitely takes a little bit to start going, but once it, like, picks up and hits, like, the, the main plot, it is just a lot of funny stuff. It's not as, like, it's not as, like, quotable as some of these bad movies, but it is just so fun to watch. And like, so Door Hunter the Future, like, we still quote that. To oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's it's not, like, uh, it, I think it's in the way that the movie is, like, charming and, and enjoyable. Like, I, I can watch it as opposed to some of the bad movies where, like, you might want to, like, skip around certain scenes which yeah. aren't quite as funny or have, like, one funny line that people quote. 
Let's lay down the 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 plot. The basic plot, yeah. yes, is Battlestar Galactica. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they're like what, like a seed a seed ship essentially. Yeah. yeah, they're like within the first generation. Oh, I think it actually said in the beginning. It's oh, like they're thirteen generations. Yeah, they're like the thirteenth. Oh, oh yeah. seriously? Yeah. I thought yeah. it was the first generation. Oh yeah, well, because you were mentioning about very like space sickness or whatever, yeah, space, like space madness. Space madness. Yeah. madness yeah. It's yeah, a real thing. Space, space madness. madness. Um, yeah, they totally have it big time. Yeah, big time. And so they're, I guess. Going to a distant Earth like planet. Yeah. Or something, which I don't know how they know where that is. But at least it's it's um it's correct to like that science of the the physics of actually going from yeah. here to a distant galaxy. It's it almost kinda take... like the beginning of Alien Covenant. It's very similar. Or well, you know, James like, Franco burning to death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like the uh, the television show Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, or the television um, show. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, like I, the first time I watched this recently was when we did the last episode. I was just like, oh, I gotta watch this movie again. And about halfway through it, I was like, oh yeah, they did a Mystery Science Theater on this. Like it was something about Cameron Mitchell and, and thinking about like, oh, they made Santa Claus jokes about him. <laughs> it like tipped me off. Um. Oh, another thing I got to point out, sorry to interrupt myself, but uh, have you noticed that, like, having your hair slicked back in this movie denotes how evil you are? Yeah. Don't be so naive. Because <laughs> both these guys get the slick. And I swear to God, when you first see Cameron Mitchell's son, and I might be wrong about this, he his hair isn't as slicked back as later when he's become more uh, evil. <laughs> so... I definitely think there's a thing about that. They're like, yeah, you get, get some gel in there. That'll really show the audience. Oh, who's man, a bad he looks guy. so evil. Yeah, he's so evil now. You're much more attractive with your mouth shut. Oh, yeah, now we can see it earlier. Sorry, I have to go back to their uniforms. Mm -hmm. But, um, so the ship is called the Southern Sun. Southern Sun. Tell Calgan we've located him in Section 49. We're moving in. Roger. The uniforms, they're either like a white or brown uniform with like red epaulets. And they always have a black SS patch right on the chest. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Nazi alert. Yeah. Space Nazi. Oh, um, playing Killzone. But even the good guys have it because it just means Southern Sun, guys. Yeah. Come on. And the bad guys just happen to be wearing red lapels and brown shirts. Jumpsuits with uh, SS yeah. patches. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. And Calgon is like kind of Hitlery in the sense yeah, that he like, could be a Gestapo officer in another life. Well, yeah, yeah, oh, totally, yeah, he could totally play a Nazi in like a World War II movie, and and probably did <laughs> at some point. <laughs> Minus the whole like genocide and um, um, white powerishness of the Nazis, they have the same goal of like we're gonna unify the country under an army so nobody can do anything about it. Basically, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, and like turn the police force and the army into our brown shirt. So that's kind of like the same thing that these guys are doing. Oh, exactly. It's the same yeah. thing. Oh, here's your favorite scene coming up. Right. Where, uh, this, this, your favorite this guy, character gets he's horribly like, like torn he's apart. Like, no, we must uphold the law. I fucking love I'm this. I'm telling guy. on you. Yeah. We have the power. It's true. We have the power to do this. Yes. But this would directly oppose the law of the universe. Yes. The law of the galaxy. Forget the law. No, no. The law must be upheld. We cannot break it. Basically. Yeah. I love that too. Instead of being savvy about it, he's all like, well, I can't let this stand. I'm, you know, guys, I'm going to have to tell. And they're like, I don't. Yeah, I must report. Yeah. And then the bad guy's like, are you going to let him? Spoil your ambitions? <laughs> no. I like the these these uh, 
I feel like these like oh, groups of of soldiers weren't like they didn't like quite tell you who is who. Like so I guess these guys are like another rank or maybe they're like supposed to be like the the pilots. Yeah, they're almost they're like the administration level. Right. Cuz the brown shirts are like the the engine workers and the security. The white shirts well, yeah, they, are like the bridge. They're almost. the they're called the brown shirt guys are called the, the enforcers. enforcers, yeah. And I think these guys are supposed to be the pilots cuz they're with this dude who is the flight commander. Oh yeah. And I'm pretty sure because like okay i've one of the things i've always tried to figure out in this movie is where the fuck is red brown coming from <laughs> and like who the fuck is he and why is he here because that's a question you ask you in know any red brown right. movie. <laughs> i remember later on the movie the, he explains his limp and he he's talking to someone and he says like oh i i have you know dave Ryder and his you know viper squadron to blame it was one of Ryder's viper squadron many years ago left me with this he holds up the cane and like okay looks angry that is my actual favorite scene <laughs> in the whole movie because of that like juxtaposition of him going he gave me this, this and holding up the cane yeah. like he gave you a cane like, <laughs> like that sounds yes. pretty nice of him yeah yeah you're or, oh he oh he crippled you oh. i get it he gave you a limp um yeah so a very inconsistent limp throughout this whole movie there were all these moments where i was like damn this guy he feels like he's Hulk Hogan. I feel like Red Brown's character, Dave Ryder, is sort of similar to the suburban commando character in Suburban Commando that Hulk Hogan plays, where he's just like, he's just a general space hero who's just flying around. He, he has the name of a space hero and, and just kind of a general commando name, like Dave Ryder with yeah. a Y. It kind of sounds, it just sounds like a dude who's like wearing Oakley's, driving a pickup truck. Has a tribal tattoo. Yeah, yeah. He's got like a sticker that's like, says like, these colors don't run. Yeah. I don't want to interrupt, but can we talk oh, about like ahead. the super like psychedelic uh, palantirs that right. the yeah. space witches use? What are those things called? Is that I what they're don't know. I always, I always associate them with uh, this toy store in Newburyport. I know, sexy electricity. There was this toy store in Newburyport where I grew up uh, called Eureka, and it was sort of like a sciency toy store. And yeah. they had always had one of those prominently on display. So as a kid, you always had to like stop when you're there. And go, Ooh, whoa, electricity, super cool. It's like the cooler older brother of the lava lamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's total. It's so like late 90s early 2000s like and i don't think i don't like feel like anybody actually bought them they just were there like they just you'd see one every once in a while like hey it's one of those things you'd be ashamed like, if you actually had one as like a centerpiece right, in your right. house they're like okay actually this is one of my favorite scenes where it's just it's like the Come guy on. gets like lured by the valerian and then it's like hey you don't go in there they're <laughs> off limits and he's like hey and then the scene just ends yeah the door closes yeah you received a message I'm glad you've come. We've been waiting for you. Hey, you. The Valerians are off limits. I was... The fantastic editing in this movie. A movie that contains not only a cut where there's an attack scene happening and then all of a sudden it just cuts them having drinks, but also my favorite thing, which MST3K also pointed out, is Lieutenant Lumont here who, spoiler alert, dies pretty soon in this movie. And then in, like, one of the next scenes is back in the bridge just sitting at her desk and the movie makes no mention of what happened or why. They just, again, editing, they were like, eh. My name is Flight Lieutenant Lamont. 
somebody with direct online access in the central has been transferring large amounts of explosive and then simply covering the requisition. I wouldn't have found out about it unless Central asked me to confirm acceptance of 100 units of chemoplastic and atomic compound. I mean, that's crazy. Can you imagine that amount of explosive lying around in the ship's engine room? Anyway, I, I think I've traced who it is. I want to speak to somebody from command, please. Okay. For the sake of security, I think it would be better if you came up here and asked for me. Lieutenant Lamont. Right. Turn the game console off right now. What a thrill. What did you say? With darkness and silence through the night. The mission is a failure. Cut the power right now. What a thrill. What's wrong with you? Don't worry. I'm searching and I'll melt into you. It's a game. It's a game just like you. What a fear in my heart. But you're so supreme. You'll ruin your eyes playing so close to the TV. What are you talking about? Not for Either they didn't notice it or they were like, nobody will notice it. Oh, man. Or Lamont care. reminds me of the club scene, which is one of my other favorite scenes of this. And, uh, oh, man, the, yeah. future clubs are crazy. It's like the it's like the club in RoboCop, but like way better and way more holy. Yeah, there's just PVC piping everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> And like this ceiling people just provocatively dancing with hula yep. hoops and there's like of course like there's like a couple of raised cages like in the background i'm pretty sure oh, yeah. we'll see when it, it's coming soon um also i love the uh i love the 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 very like dramatic relationship the will they won't they between sissy yeah. and and red brown uh who would then get married later it, it they have no chemistry and it's like how do these two people ever get married they have no acting chemistry i hope they have better marriage chemistry I, sissy's character is great for the sole aspect that she's almost kind of cut from the same cloth that the secretary from ghostbusters is oh yeah she and looks that she's lot just like one her. of those you know like new york mousy those, 80s yeah, ladies mousy yeah. 80s new york lady Hey, I gotta ask a question. How much like swishing do you think they had to edit out from all the fucking like v- nylon vinyl suits yeah. everybody's wearing? Red brown it's walking away. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh, I, this 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 nerd with his chart. Yeah, it's Otacon. <laughs> so, actually, would you like to save your game? I thought that like he had something more clever in mind, like in the the next scene. Where he just gets like pushed off like the the railing. He's okay, like, we're gonna... no. Like... That's I love that little back and yeah, he's forth. Like, he's yeah. like, I'm gonna take care of it myself. All right, yeah, it's so... like I'll give you a choice. It's like you know yeah, what? I'll, I'd rather I'm honorable. Jump. Yeah, it's like I'd rather jump. And he's like, I'd rather just... kill myself. Basically, yeah. What I love about this guy is he's in a long line of characters in bad movies who serve one small function in the movie, yet get a full name. <laughs> Hello, Steve Codell. Or it's like, why why the full name? Like, couldn't just be like, you know, staff officer, whatever yeah. or something. No, it, hey, Steve Codell. So Jeez, like, yeah, um, yeah, he, Calgon is going to come up to him and be like, you either join me or you die, or we're going to freeze you. I think we'll put yeah. you on ice. And, uh, and then he's like, great. yeah, yeah, I know, right? It's Visit like the future for free, especially yeah. if you're like, yeah, if you're in this like horrible space <laughs> madness. Yeah, you're waiting to get to the colony ship anyway. Why is it that right. the preferable yeah. option? In fact, that's kind of how you cure space madness is like in Alien exactly. uh, Co- Covenant, you freeze your colonists and have a skeleton crew mm-hmm. running the ship on like different like free in, cycles. In every Alien movie. I mean, that's how the first oh, Alien yeah. movie is. They're, they're in cryo freeze before they get woken up.
So like, yeah, like all these. Oh my god, I just all these people would be so insane by now. Yeah, what is this Warhammer 40k? <laughs> yeah, no, these dudes with their like, they're like, uh, they're either from paintball or like motorcycle, like a uh, dirt bike motorcycle masks oh, yeah. it, their their like goon mask is just baklava or balaclava or whatever yeah, no, yeah. Ba- baklava is the food balaclava yeah, ba- yeah balaclava is, is the face uh obscure and, <laughs> and the paintball mask basically yeah Base madness. <laughs> and uh it, it's i know it's a low budget movie but like i think that's the scene where he he laughs then takes a step and then laughs again oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like a neil breen movie where you feel like he did like two takes and then they just put both of them in the movie like he <laughs> like, thought hey, they're yeah so we should talk about this now since we're in this f- obvious factory another hallmark of bad movies just they they shoot in With a factory yeah so this is definitely a bunch of natural light in this scene which and I told you guys this um when they the 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 guy who did the special effects edited it so it looked like like he put it through a filter so it looked like all red or orangey so it kind of would have been like maybe the the engine or something or maybe at least would have looked more like Bespin or or yeah, something Bespin. yeah like Cloud it's City the Savannah gas. yeah I, I meant Cloud City specifically but uh well Bespin's the planet yeah like yeah. and I mean specifically the 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 chamber from oh, where they oh, fight yes. with that like orange light coming up from the the ground. Um, and then somebody took it upon themselves because they thought it was a mistake to go back and edit it back. <laughs> and I love that it was just like, you I imagine this guy sitting there, like re, he's editing the movie and he's just not paying attention at all. So he's like, what the fuck's wrong with this? This looks wrong. We gotta get this out. He's gonna be so glad yeah. I caught this mistake. <laughs> exactly. Man, this factory looks all wrong. I feel like that might also be the same reason for why the color of the laser projectiles change at least four times during this film. Mm, could be. Could be. Have you, I'm sure you noticed that too. Yeah, the guy kept fucking with this dude's fucking special effects. Also, the dope hydroponics room too. Oh, yeah. Have some, some plants yeah. in like a Zen garden. Oh, yeah. I love her little, her special area or whatever she calls it. it it's just like the gardening section at a Home Depot. Mm, it just mm. has some water features and some potted right. plants. That's it. So also uh, another thing about this movie is there's uh, apparently hula hooping was huge on this ship because oh, yeah. everybody in this club just was hula hooping, dancing around. Everyone has a hula hoop. It's how you dance. You don't dance alone or without a hula right. hoop. Like it's it's the future dance. It's, it's like sound- in uh, Futurama. Rings are in. <laughs> rings. Yeah, it's totally. I got. I gotta have to put that in right here. The rings thing for Futurama. Oh. And also, I love it how the music here is sort of like it sounds like like the backing beat to like late '80s rap, where it's like 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 Casio keyboard with like Will Smith to just like bust out yeah yeah. There's like nothing to the music. It's like whoa, hey, it's like just a like standard beat with like nothing else going on, you know. Also, I just have to point out, just like in Your Hunter the Future, there is a scene where a lady is busting out her like. You know her her special sexy cableman dance to like a giggling Red Brown watching. True, it was in Red Brown's contract that the lead actress had to dance sexily for him in it's every, every movie, movie where yeah. he's in, and he just kind of does his like doofy grin. Exactly. <laughs> I just oh man, the fashion in this movie is so dates it like, and it's so weird to me because I feel like it would have been the movie would have really benefited from everybody being dressed in like the jumpsuits. Hold on, is that like a fishbowl with green liquid but just with tinfoil over it oh yes it is <laughs> it kind of reminds me of the pickled eggs from moe's at the in the simpsons like yeah, it's, it's like 
like a jar of green liquid just bubbling yeah, behind or them. Or vaguely resembles a thing where those helpless creatures wait for right. Jabba to eat them. They're like, hey, this looks fucking futuristic. Yeah. Even though this lady next to her has like the most, like all honestly, what they're wearing could have just been, like it was like the future from Back to the Future Two, yeah. <laughs> where they're all like the, the like future clothes in like 2016 or whatever the fuck it was, yeah. like and it, it so dates the movie to a time because like honestly I could see these people wearing this shit in 1985, not 19. 19- or 2020 million, yeah. whenever this the film is The distant future of 20s at, uh, 20XX or whatever. Mm. Yeah, it's definitely a 20XX movie because, like, it was a movie or that... Or even 1990XX. This movie didn't didn't even have the respect for the viewers to yeah. fake when it took place or to give us a, like, in a distant galaxy, like, Star yeah. Wars ripoff opening thing. Because I think there's also a little bit of, like general star wars ripoffery in the the movie like they don't go as far as to like be like hey somebody has a lightsaber yeah but they definitely want like the, the star pilot. they want the pilot hero yeah, yeah they yeah. want the pilot yeah. hero and they want the the laser action sequences so uh, can we talk about the fact that oh, reb, reb brown <laughs> also <laughs> was like guys i'm wearing a wife beater for 75 percent of this movie a wife beater my swishy pants and a what, belt. what yeah what looks like a 1960s like wrestling world championship it's almost kind of like a johnny cage belt without the johnny cage yeah belt. yeah it, like at first when i saw it i was like is he wearing a fanny pack in the yeah. club because like whoa a chrome if fanny he is pack. it's like he wanted to be uh the sequel for big trouble in little china <laughs> he's like oh. yeah we're going to space oh yeah here's I, oh the... my god big trouble in little space i need that movie yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> And here we see some of the good weapons right now, like the PVC spud gun laser bazooka. Yes, and the, the go-kart. <laughs> I love these things. The enforcer, like, two right. and four. In in the final chase scene in this movie where, like, Leah sta- stands her ground when yeah. the guy's running her down. And gets hit. There's a funny part in that scene where she's shooting at them and they drive by her. Like, they, they do the, whoa, and then they both split ways and drive by her. And then... And then she shoots Red Brown. Yeah, I, I, I felt like, am I, am I seeing this right? She shoots his vehicle. It's, it's so funny. <laughs> it's, it's like, like, oh, you tried. Way to go. Yeah. Way to go. Uh, but it's not in this scene. But it, it, yeah. it, I love I love these like shitty-ass go-karts that they drove around in. It, are they There's even totally go- a Spider-Man villain who has one of those. That's like his main shtick. <laughs> the spider who has what? Oh, I feel like oh, they man. could even who be like that? bicycles with it's like, like uh, shells on them. <laughs> that would be hilarious. The guy <laughs> driving it is like <laughs> chugging his legs below yeah. there, just flintstoning it. Damn, they blocked the way. With a small pipe. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, he also like he's the only character I think that swears in the yeah. movie. And at any time someone swears in a sci-fi future movie, I'm like, whoa, okay, bro. It feels like they they shouldn't do that. It yeah, feels they like they should a, make up words. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, especially if you're already gonna rip off Bowser. Yeah, you may as well like put yourself in the universe yeah. and be like free con, yeah. like or whatever. You glorp snap. Yeah, <laughs> I love how Red Brown delivers lines. That's one of my favorite things about oh, him. Yeah. He like it, it's just, it, again. It's, it must just be like a meathead thing because like Hulk Hogan does it the same way where it's just like. He delivers every line so matter-of-factly, like, I am delivering this line right now. It's a great honor serving you and your ship, the Southern Sun. Here's to you, David. And happiness. <laughs> That's what it's all about. And they all have, like, the same intonation and importance, unless it's time to scream. The guy's gonna blow! Oh! 
Like he only ever like goes up that into like yeah. a scream when like it's like you know he has to swear or like in when he's like pumping him up in this the speech like near the end. Yeah. Or like about to perform like a small feat of acrobatics. Right. Like even when he's about to like leap down like a small like flight of uh, stairs or a ladder, he'll like yelp. Yeah. Yeah, but when he's like delivering any other line, it's just like, "Hello, I am Red Brand, and this is the line I am delivering it right now." Oh, also shout outs to all like the acrobatic stuntmen, because every time there's an explosion, they always do like the synchronized like front flip and like oh, land yeah. on their back. Yeah, they definitely have some good. They they have some pretty good stunts in this. I mean, they they're they're like um, all right. So so next week on on the big show, um, uh, the my movie's better. We're covering Kung Fu, and I just watched Meals on Wheels. So. It doesn't have like stunts to that caliber, where it's literally Jackie Chan putting his life in danger constantly. <laughs> um, but there, there are good stunts, and yeah. and like they definitely put some some money into the action sequences. My only problem with that is that literally all these action sequences are my least favorite parts of the whole movie because I just love all the crappy acting in it. Like there's a guy right there in this this part right here we're watching. It's like a random henchman. Who all of a sudden he's like has a southern accent. It's this one guy with a southern son. Well, yeah, but like it's one guy with a southern accent on the whole ship. Like, (laughs) who taught you that? Tell Calgan located him in section 49. We're moving in. Roger. (laughs) You know, actually, now that I think about it, Gen 13. Who taught you that? (laughs) He must come from the Yeah, all right. Right. How did you get that accent? You know, when I think about it, though, this movie is kind of like reverse Firefly, like where the brown coats are the bad guys yeah. and the like evil empire, whatever they were called, the fucking, I don't remember what it's called in Firefly. The Federation they, or the something. The Federation, yeah, probably. They're the they're the good guys. Um, So, yeah, I was talking about this scene earlier. This is where they're like, all right, everybody, keep hush-hush on this shit. And then, like, right after this, they're having a fucking party for Red Brown. Yeah. Like, hey, Red Brown's the new fucking leader <laughs> of the world now. Everybody loves him. Let's have He's a like fucking party. He's like the new flight commander or whatever. Yeah. But, like, they already know there's, like, trouble brewing and that it may involve not only the leader of the enforcers, but basically that means, like, every soldier on board. Because we're also find out that, like, they're they've been, he's been killing – He's been culling, essentially, yeah. all the enforcers and killing any enforcer, 38, I think they say in all, who was not going to bow down to his superiority. Yeah, he either like, freezes them or kills them if yeah. he can use yeah. them. His... Again, freezing. The yeah. ideal in this universe. Right. Oh, yeah, right. there's that, that creepy like cryotechnician who's just like, oh, okay. yes, this is, yes. My, this is my workshop. I think that that particular actor came in and they were like, fuck, this guy's so good, but we don't have a role for him. All right. Let's make a scene for him. Let's make, yeah, let's make him a creepy gravekeeper type yes. guy because that's the kind of character he is. And, like, he, it's also weird because... It, oh, wait, the, he's on right now, actually. Yeah, here he is right here. <laughs> uh, it's what also weird is that when he first walked up, I was like, Ricardo Multiband? <laughs> and then it was like... It did. The movie presents this like I'm supposed to know who he is or something. Like it feels like one of those moments in a movie, a little bit where you're like, like it, I mean, it doesn't do like a full zoom in on his face or something, but it feels like a moment where you're like, oh, Gandalf on the hill. yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, um, I'm trying to think of a good example. Like, like when you first are like, oh shit, that was Thanos and that's fucking Josh Brolin. Like yeah. I forget what I think it was Guardians of the Galaxy or whatever, and you're like, whoa, that looks like josh brolin's face a little bit like something's wrong with his chin yeah it's like when like a cameo type actor like comes in and you're like oh hey there's this guy but you're like i don't know who this guy is he's just some guy probably another one of the many south african actors in this movie um also like i feel bad for these people who had to be like uh 
saran wrapped. I was gonna say they're either like larded up or saran wrapped. <laughs> yeah, they told. Oh man, they totally probably got all greased before they did it. But yeah. just this this scene must have sucked for those four people to shoot. Like, st- like just standing on like a meat hook, almost. Yeah, like all like saran wrapped and like with your arms up. Yeah. And like they're not like tied or anything, so they just had to hold their. Yeah, they hands might even be just like holding themselves onto those like. Uh, hooks. I think no, they think yeah, they think there's like foot supports that they're standing on. It's like a half crucifixion. <laughs> it's so gross. <laughs> I just don't like saran wrap in general, so like feel like if I was covered in it, I'd like f- be freaking out. <laughs> that was me. Um, so uh, yeah, so this movie has been progressing on nicely, and we still haven't found out anything, nor has have the Balerian ladies affected the plot in seemingly any way the uh i like to call them the space oracles from greece yeah they're like they like remind me of the oracle scene from 300 oh my god you're right when they're just, they just dance yeah she's like, it's like ah she has da- dancing around with their see-through like sequin fucking yeah. scarves or whatever they are it's 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 like I don't know. It's, it just did reminds me so much of, of that particular scene. Um, I, th- I don't know. If it, I think I've mentioned it. We mentioned it a couple times. They were put in because they, they had run out of, or they had not enough time. They felt in the movie, so they wanted to add something in. Um, and I think uh, that that shows pretty, pretty well <laughs> when like they literally do nothing in the whole movie. But they try to make it seem like they're affecting the plot, like they like to like when something's happened, it cuts to like the Balerians like touching the orb yeah. thing, and it's like ooh the Balerians. Yeah, it's they're... like they're trying to tell someone something, but they just yeah. can't do it right. Like Reb, Ra- like they should have just thrown a line where they're like Reb, Calgon is the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the lasers are green now, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, gotta get gotta get the green lasers in yeah. there too. You know, maybe it's just that they have. They picked up different guns. Like there's, it's like Star Wars where the different lasers had different guns. Yeah. Or different the air, or like the, lasers. the noble gases in the air, are like yeah. di- different levels and different. Parts yeah, yeah, of the yeah, ship. yeah. I mean, it could be all this natural light flooding yeah. in <laughs> from the outside yeah. world, probably in Detroit. It's just a trick no, of the sorry, eyes. South Africa. Yeah, it's South Africa. Yeah, I believe the whole movie was shot in South Africa. In this factory. And, and these it, weapons clearly just toy guns with extra barrels put on them and spray oh, painted yeah. chrome. I, I love that. But the, uh, the thing I like about these bazooka things that they have in the movie is yeah, that the laser they, bazookas. they definitely shoot something. Because not only is that a real explosion coming out of them, you can see sometimes that there's like a, a white. Payload inside. Yeah, there's like a white payload that's gone after the explosion happens. Which is probably just the uh, special effects charge. Right. Um, all right, so the, the, there's a one part. Methane gas, these, danger. Yeah, these these gas here. So he can, he's constantly blowing shit up. Yeah, could a, be important in this ship. Could not be on a fucking spaceship. On a spaceship, yeah. In space, that's a bad idea, Reb. Yeah, where like the air composition is like mostly oxygen, so like a yeah. single spark could just blow yeah. the whole thing up. Yeah. And, and outside, there is no space. So if anything happens to the hull of that ship, it's gonna create a vacuum and literally like explosive decompression. That's inside. news to me, considering there are clouds out there and nice sunshine. Yeah, and light. the sunshine blurring. <laughs> the natural light would make you expect right, that there's so, something out there. So now we have. Void. Now we're, we've come to my favorite top 10 one of my top 10 favorite <laughs> scenes of the whole movie this is when when cameron mitchell gets all he's like wearing he's wearing like a smock like it looks like he's in his like judge yeah, it's robes his, it's his or, night smock yeah yeah or maybe his pjs and 
and he's just dialing up on the old personal computer, a little Valerian action. He yeah. literally goes, there he goes, bring up uh, some information on Valerian behavior. Yeah, we'll save that for later. <laughs> he's like, oh, uh, it reminds me of uh, that Tim and Eric awesome show episode with Paul Rudd. Salaryman? <laughs> yeah, oh my yeah. God. He's like, so funny. He's like, uh, computer, uh, bring up Valerian. Uh, uh, four, five, four, five, four, five. Yeah. Bring up Valerian mating habits, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, I, love, I love everything about this. The woman looks like Stevie Nicks. She's voiced by his daughter, which makes it even creepier. Uh, and uh, I, I don't know what any of this has. I don't know what it has to do with the plot in any way. She, uh, she, she does this thing with her hands and then takes a hands and puts them on his chest and he's like ah oh. and he's like red energy coming yeah. out of her hands and she like baptizes him in her holy light from her hands and i think he's she just like, unlocked his chakra yeah <laughs> and then he's like whoa baby i don't know if like old star wars games are a thing to go by i think she right. just like sit like then, drain on him and then he like they go in for a kiss but like don't kiss yeah and she shares with him the secrets of the universe to face calgon on his evil so i guess that's but what the what does he did. do uh, she gave him all this like info. I, I know, but what does he do with that info? <laughs> he calls this meeting where they're like, Calgon is the bad guy. So I think again, like it was kind of what I was just saying earlier. Like that was the moment they're like, oh, if we throw in this scene, then everyone watching will know emphatically that that is how the Balerians factor into the story. <laughs> Even though I did not until this very moment. But yeah, so basically, I guess he's like, well. I know now that Calgon is the bad guy. I've added some to my naughty list. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, during my nocturnal uh, research on the Balerians. My research. They have yeah. also informed me that Tim Allen will kill me one day and take my job. <laughs> um, I also think it's funny that the Balerians aren't like, oh, by the way, this evil. guy's also evil. Yeah, yeah evil, evil David Bowie's evil, evil too. Evil Bowie's also a bad guy. You should check him out as well. They just figure that out later when Red Brown literally runs into him. As he's just murdering <laughs> yeah. his companions. And he like he like limps up the stairs like, yeah. oh no, cripes <laughs> foiled again. He's like, we uh, don't have to do this, Red Brown. You can let me go. I, I gotta say though, this guy, Evil David Bowie, definitely he's got a good look. And he's probably the most solid actor other than Cameron Mitchell. Because look at it, Cameron Mitchell was a good actor. Um, but, but like, they don't do enough with this guy. And honestly, I know that the guy who plays Calgon is another great actor. But I actually think this guy's better. You know, he's kind of like the Greamer worm tongue of this movie. Yeah, he totally is. And he kind of actually looks a lot like Brad Dourif, <laughs> too. Um, yeah, he's just kind of like, yeah, he's like the second in command to the the big bad guy. And... He's sort of the sniveling one. And I just felt like there wasn't enough with his story and the fact that they make him the one that has the connection to Red Brown. He would have made a great Loki in a yeah. 80s uh, Marvel Red, Red Brown. Avengers. Yeah, yeah. oh, man. Red Brown, yeah. And Red Brown is Captain America. Ooh, Ooh. Ooh yeah. Well, oh, hey, man. With, with CGI and modern editing techniques, I'm sure we could make it happen. Yeah, we could. Now I gotta cast some more people from this movie. I think the the, the white haired guy would be like Quicksilver, bro. Oh yeah, <laughs> just or Magneto, uh, right? Or Mag yeah, Montage to ninety nine red balloon. Yeah, nine 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 zig luft balloon. I also another one of my favorite characters in this movie is the uh, the Ren. He's like one of the other pilots. 
um he's gonna be in this scene he was in the last scene too i guess he seems he's sort of like the second in command of the pilot guys this dude right oh, yeah. here <laughs> he looks it just the, their uniforms make them look like they should be in like a fee, a, a like future castle movie where yeah, it's he, like future knights from yeah. the 80s he looks like a, yeah like a weird like court yeah. surfer or something and they like ride the fourth world. <laughs> they ride oh, the, first, the fourth world yeah. the fourth world yeah they ride like space horses and again like there, there's a little bit of a he-man thing going on with this oh this guy with the nunchucks yes you never see that in the movie, but you just have, like, one guard just, like, going nuts with some nunchucks. And the other guard going, yeah, yeah nice, sick. dude, that's fucking sick. I've been on the <laughs> ship for 13 years. It's the dopest thing I've seen yeah. so far. Yeah, I imagine that guy does that, like, every day. He's just nunchucking. Yeah, he's probably the best, like, practitioner of nunchucks ever because he's been doing it for 13 right. years. Generations. Yeah. Generations. Oh, yeah, thir- sorry. Not- 13 generations. Yeah, 13 generations mm. of A this guy. Yeah. Passed down. Yeah, passed down over 13 <laughs> generations. <laughs> My great-great-grandfather just decided to dick around with these one day. Right. Progressively, we've gotten better over time. Hi. I understand how you feel. You? How could you know how I feel? Listen, lady. I did what I had to do. Don't you think I realized a good man died? A man I respected and loved? Hey, I don't need this. Wait. Listen, lady. I did what I had to do. He's dead. I wasn't... Dead. What difference does it make? What the hell are you doing anyway? That could have been you dead down there. I've never seen anybody burn before. You should have stayed up on the bridge safe with your father. The enforcers are not going to attack again. Yeah, how the hell do you know that? Well, if you'd shut up, I'd tell you. What difference does it make? Calvin's dead. They have no leader. They have no choice. There's nothing we can do about it. Forget it. I don't need that. So. The mutiny is in full swing. Oh yeah, the space um, mutiny. Calgon. So they made fun of that a lot on MST3K. I do think it's funny that his name is spelled Calgan, but everyone calls him Calgon. Like the uh, famous like '80s commercials for a uh, it was a uh, cleaning product. Yes, Calgon. It oh. was a uh, detergent, I believe. Sounds like a detergent. Yeah, they usually yeah. have like those very strong yeah. like commanding names. Exactly. This is your favorite scene. Oh, yeah. He gave me this, this cane. Ah, man, he's way taller than him. Yeah, that yeah, he's like standing on like a plinth. No, I think he's just way taller because that guy you can see in other scenes. He's pretty short. I think he's shorter than Cameron Mitchell, who's like an average size guy. He's dwarfed by Red Brown. <laughs> Red Brown, a uh, college football player, if you didn't know that. And honestly, I'm surprised Reb didn't get involved in wrestling. He's got the height and build for it. And, and the personality, yeah, it seems, too. Yeah, He can scream, yeah. you know. He can emote anger. <laughs> oh, another Here we go. Party. Hey, it's yeah. party time. I lo- yeah, I just love the juxtaposition there where Bring it's like, the we're about to be the bad guys and do the bad guy stuff. Party time, yeah, drinking. Every minute at the bridge for martinis yeah. and hors d'oeuvres. Yeah, so here's this girl again. I keep picking, her, picking on her, but her hair is just terrible. Look at that. It's so bad. And it's like, just no, there's no oversight on any of this shit. But Red Brown's hair looks good. Cameron uh, Mitchell's hair looks good. I feel like sometimes in this movie, Red Brown is wearing like a trash bag poncho sometimes. <laughs> I'm sure that's what it would sound like. <laughs> it would just sound like if you put a garbage bag yeah, on. Yeah, like sometimes in this, in this uh, movie, it's almost kind of people have like a weird like shoulder cape or like half cape, but it's yeah. just made of translucent like 
plastic. Yeah, yeah it's very tunicky. Yeah, you know, like a, pla- like a see-through plastic tunic. <laughs> oh, the, okay. This bag. part too, where he's like, so Red Brown, like they're talking, and he's like, oh, you know, congratulations. Where's your daughter, Cheers. by the way? He goes, yeah, where's your daughter? And then he's like, oh, she's in her special place. And then Red Brown's like, okay, all right, bye. And they're like, oh, remember when we were young? And then it's like cut, hard cut to them fucking. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like gratuitous shots of Red Brown just like licking her chest. Yeah, he's like smelling Ooh, yeah. her breasts. It looks like he's like rubbing his nose. He's trying to get the cream chest. out of an Oreo. Mm. Yeah, Red Brown was trying to get some action for show. He's trying to exfoliate her first layer of skin on her chest. You know, it doesn't seem as creepy knowing they're married. Yeah. Oh, he is licking her. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he is. He is full on licking her. Uh, yeah, it seems like Red, she like goes deliver her line, and he's like, "Oh, damn it." Yeah. <laughs> oh, David Ryder. He was very. He's he's very much. This is the most chemistry they've had in the whole movie, honestly. So I guess it makes yeah, sense. they went from hating each other yeah. to realizing that they both like the same professor. <laughs> And now they're just boning. And she's forgetting yeah. about the hula hooping in between. Oh, yeah, true. Oh, yeah, true. It's like, yo, you like how a hula hoop? She said in this movie she was going to allow them to see 75% of her nipple. <laughs> of one of her nipples. Oh, wow. I didn't actually see it. But there, you, I see a little darkness. Yep, yeah, that is... Uh, I don't know if you... Uh, that's, a, that's a quarter nipple. I don't know if you... There's a little joke here. I don't know if you guys noticed this. I don't know if it's intentional, but I thought it was an attempt at a joke that felt like maybe the the director missed that the writer put in. They're, they're, so they're obviously getting sexual, and one of the lines he has here is, my place is in the docking bay. <laughs> like, I was like, was that like a penis, like, you know, a sex joke that they, like, just... Did, they didn't deliver it like it was a joke? It's like, no, he's being very topical. He's a pilot. His quarters are on the docking bay. Yeah, exactly. he's like, no, that's what he's I was being serious. He's you know, the writers were like, no, we're cool. Red Brown can't, you know, deliver a line yeah, any other way. No range to do that. Yeah, these uh, these damn electric ball things, they get such fucking heavy play in this movie. And they're just okay, that was interpretive dance that. We just had a moment here in the film where there's these random cuts that, like, if like in film school, your fucking teacher would rip you apart for these, for these like, they're literally like one second cuts. They're not even like a full second. They're like mistakes almost. Yeah, that, that's what they feel like. They feel like you, they, like someone accidentally left like that little reel in there and they might have, but. Yeah, it's like that subplot in uh, Fight Club where people yeah, yeah, like yeah. subliminally leave like little snippets of porn in like exactly. children's movies. But I think in this movie, because it happened so much, it was a ch- it was a choice. It was an editing choice. Ooh, the Balerians have lured two young men to their dooms. Yeah, and they like dance around with them, and one of the guys has like a long ratty ponytail over his shoulder. It's pretty gross. It is pretty gross. There's a lot of just bad hair, bad costumes, and bad makeup, and that is like what you put that all together and you have a beautiful film hey look it's 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 the the galactica Galactica. (laughs) i feel like i've seen that sex witch's face on like any countless random hairdresser where it's like oh like the super 90s yeah Yeah, and they like they like still use the same like like hairdressing like models from 20 years ago yeah It's like yeah, for the the like salons for older women that have not updated their their pictures and or years. current salons that haven't updated their advertising. True, true. So uh, I guess that's another like subplot thing there they put in here with a uh, dog, the bounty hunter, and his friends. Um, they're they're like luring the Balerians are like luring the bad guys in there. Yeah, 
but I don't know why or to what end. Because it's like they just lure them in there and either they get stopped or the guy's like, bring them away. And then this Calgon's like, freeze them. Yeah. It's like, oh, you should have gone in there. Like, they you, could, yeah. You told the Balerians about our plans. Well, Balerians already know about their plans. Yeah. I don't know, because there's, like, one of the things I read about this movie is that there was, like, a whole community. And, again, I didn't research this much further or I couldn't find much further on this. But what it said was something along the lines of there's, like, a whole community dedicated to finding all the mistakes in this movie. Um, Because there are a lot of them. And there's so many little editing ones like that. Ooh, slick tear. Yeah, it's even more slick than it was before. See, it's more slick. I swear to God. Um, you know, he kind of looks like the, the, the bad or the ugly from uh, The Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Oh, 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 my God. What's the one who – no, yeah, the bad. Um, he, the ugly one was like, no, he, I'm, the, I'm the ugly oh, one. Oh, so, yeah, you mean Levon Cleef. Yeah, I mean okay. Cleef. Yeah. Yeah, he does sort of look – he looks he looks <laughs> he like nerdy. He resembles Levon Cleef. He looks like nerdy Levon Cleef. Yeah. Um, I also like that other guy in that scene is like a low-rent Ray Liotta. <laughs> um, hey, I'm Ray Liotta. This movie has a lot of like low-rent replacement actors yeah. <laughs> from South America. I mean, South, South Africa. Africa. Uh, I, I think also that generally when you're watching a movie like this, you just kind of have to like keep your, your eye open for any of the like bad editing, bad mistakes that are going on. So I think we're coming up to one of them now. Where like all this all this chaos is happening, and then somebody they're just having a fucking party on the bridge, and uh, it like the stuff like that in this movie makes it hard to figure out like what isn't a mistake sometimes. <laughs> What's actually intentional? <laughs> exactly. No, it's like Neo Yokio. It's intentionally bad. Yeah, like sometimes it feels like it is, and that's what's so great because it's so genuinely not that, but it feels like it is. And th- see, to me, that's like the thing that makes a good bad movie like a really good bad movie yeah. is where like there's a genuine love all right also this particular shot that has happened now f- i think it happens four times yeah and that shot too and the same explosion mm-hmm. yeah they keep reusing yeah. the same shots just to like pad it i've out. noticed that a lot in this movie they'll like reuse the same shots at like maybe a different interval or like time right yeah right it's it's weird they keep showing like the same three cylon ships flying by the galactica <laughs> And I think it's literally in in this one, like, maybe two minutes of footage here, they show it five, four or five times. And it's to the point where, like, even someone who's not looking for it, it stands out. Like, and <laughs> there it is again. <laughs> like, it's just over and over and over. Same shot. They, I guess they also, I read something where they, they, they reversed some shots of the Galactica to do something. I don't know, but... It, it would check out yeah. how this movie is made. It, it really would. Um, oh, yeah, and the missile system? Oh, yes. Got to fire our missiles. Boom. Boom. It's a laser. It's on a miss. <laughs> I don't know what that... I, I really, like, really want to do... Yeah. Or the ultimate trickery. Yeah. It's like, oh, so is it an ICBM just like launching right, right. the ship? Oh, no, it's just a right. laser. <laughs> I really... There it is. There it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, party time. I guess... I guess immediately after they defeat the enemy, another sh- another bridge party. Yeah, see, they're yeah because they say, oh, they're they're oh, so. It, it, here's this scene again. It is intentional though because they say like, oh, we just defended it from the pirate attack. Yeah. So that was intentional. I, okay, I love this scene mainly because after he gives the speech, D- Evil David Bowie goes asshole. <laughs> I suggest we close off all entries and exits to the engine room. We're going to hold out here. And never let them take over the southern sun. Let's get out there and kick some ass! 
asshole. It's such a great touch. <laughs> like, it's so unnecessary. It's like the movie movies like this feel like they have to hold your hand throughout the whole movie. They have to be like, they're not gonna know that this guy hates him. He's gotta call him an asshole under his breath in front of everyone. Asshole. Or else they won't know that he's the bad guy yet, even though we've established it over and over again. Was that supposed to happen before some of the later scenes or some of the, the earlier scenes that we've seen with him? T talking to Calgon or something like because there's just the jumbled way that it's edited like it, it really could there's a lot of scenes that really could have gone anywhere and feel like they they are that could have been the opening scene right yeah. right <laughs> the opening scene could have been him talking to Calgon where he's like they've they know more than you think about our plans and stuff like you can see there's just so many times you could just cut something completely different into it maybe you know with with YouTube making you could uh almost kind of recut this movie like memento and just have it like totally out of sequentially order and see if it still makes sense. <laughs> Probably would. I, I actually have done that before with a, a Neil Breen movie. I tried to recut his movie Fateful Findings to be like a murder, like psycho movie yeah. where he's like a psycho killer. Yeah. Um, and uh, I so I used some cuts from some of his other movies too, but basically it was all from one movie. And and like I think with almost any movie. If you do, if you have the right uh, uh, tools, you can do it. The only problem with like cutting from a straight up video of the movie is, especially a movie like this, there's so much like bled over sound. Like, so if you could get the original audio track without the music and the original score track without the audio, uh, you could recut the okay. whole movie anyway. I'm starting to see the logistical problem yeah. doing this. Actually, I think you could recut this into a way better movie. <laughs> you that, probably could. That was just, just use like mainly the, the Battlestar Galactica's footage yeah. and make it seem like the enforcers are on a different ship and Reb Brown is trapped on that ship with them. And so Sissy. he's the bleeding the mutiny. Yeah. So like, Cut. That's actually my idea. If we were to make a uh, Space Mutiny 2, it, the roles would be reversed. Reverse Mutiny. And the bad guys would somehow take control and be right. Reverse Mutiny. Oh, my God. That would be brilliant. I'd like to see a cut of this where it's just Red Brown with the flamethrower attacking the ship. Look out! <laughs> and he is the, <laughs> He's the bad guy. He is the mutineer. And they just keep, keeps you just cut all of the Kalgan. Yeah, like he out phases of it. onto the ship and then immediately goes to flamethrower town. And you just cut it so it looks like the bridge crew is like sending people after him to stop him, and he's just like murdering all the security guards. He immediately goes to flamethrower town. I love what that. What else would you use on a spaceship? Exactly right. It's I mean, so oxygen rich. Yeah. Would be perfect. Yeah. Okay. There's a well. We've already we already outlined earlier. Obviously, the problems with all this methane gas and explosions and fire on the ship. There is a scene later on with fire in a spaceship that takes the cake. And that is, I'm just going to jump right ahead to it. It's the scene where evil David Bowie gets killed. Great so, scene. so Rev Brown and Sissy are there and he's the, the, that guy they've like chased him and he's lost his cane and he's yeah. like talking to him. Left me with this. And Rev Brown, for reasons that don't make sense to me other than I was okay, this guy's a traitor, but it seems like like they needed to put in a scene where this guy like killed Red Brown's dad or something. I guess yeah. he's mad. I guess he like he's gonna blame him for killing the professor, I guess, or something, but they don't expressly state that. So Red oh. Brown 
Okay, you know, go, go ahead. No, I feel like this scene's important because this guy gets thrown against the same pillar three times in this fight scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he does. He gets his head smashed in. And then he just gets up and in the same exact well, move is delivered. It kind of fits into what I'm going with. Like, Red Brown is just really vengeful against these guys. And it kind of seems a little much because, like, I would say they have some, some points. And also, it's just like, whoa, dude, you're supposed to be the hero. You're not supposed to, like, punch down so much on these guys. Yeah. So, like, evil David Bowie is literally incapacitated. He's not getting away from... He's cornered like a raccoon. Yeah, he's, he's not getting away from able-bodied football, <laughs> football player, player Red, Red Brown. Brown. And, and, and so Red Brown opens up this, like, gas. gas. Yeah, like a gas vein or something. And then lights, like, a flame on it. So, like, it's going to slowly, like, circle around. <laughs> it, like, like a countdown timer it, to it's his It's like death. the end of Max... Max sorry. It's like the end of Mask of Zorro when he, like, yeah. lights the flame. Chart. It's exactly. like, no, you cannot do this to me. Right. In Mask of Zorro, it made sense. That yeah. guy was a dick. Oh, completely. He fucking killed... Didn't he, like, kill his wife or he some shit? He killed a lot of people. Yeah, he, like, did some horrible stuff. Like, you got... Like, Zorro would want this guy to die a horrible yeah. death. Why would Red Brown want to murder this guy so horribly and, like, let him, like, w witness his own demise as it happens slowly? Yeah. And also, why didn't the whole spaceship blow up? Or at least those methane gas tanks that were all around them when Red Brown did that. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of redundancy in the way this ship is constructed which i guess is a good thing if you have a spaceship you want redundant design because mm. something's gonna explode or fail right 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 it's like it's got to sort of be like like a like a naval you know ship where you have to yeah. have like compartments in case something were to to rupture in the hull so you can it's a very important colony the... ship yeah exactly like there's stuff's gonna happen what's the matter ranger afraid you're losing control yes but like especially with all that natural light floating in Better close those screen doors, guys. And high-intensity probing lasers. Yeah, okay. He's going to burn her tooth. The torture scene. Yeah, in the torture scene, he's going to... He, he, I'm going to burn you, he says. And then he puts, like, a laser to her teeth. Goldfinger, eat your heart out. Goldfinger. And then I also like this, too, because the other guy comes in, the evil David Bowie, and he's <laughs> like... Whoa, this is too much for me. Cough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so good. And then and then the other guy's like, oh, turn it off. Watch out. We can't torture in front of him. The wet noodles here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna complain. Yeah. I, so, yeah, I don't know. Jung, what do you want? Like, come on, guys. Young David Bowie's a sweetheart. Don't yeah, do this yeah, to yeah. Him. And then but then again, like we just said, later on, Red Brown unceremoniously murders him. And lights him on fire. Yeah, like it seems like a scene where he should pull a Batman and be like, I could kill you, but but that would be that would be too you easy. Think, oh, this guy. I'm gonna bring you in. Oh no, you're yeah. right. This guy totally looks like a budget like Ray Liotta. <laughs> I'm seeing it now. This oh no no no. I said that about the earlier guy. Oh, maybe I'm confusing. No, no, this guy looks like I, a guy from uh the Sopranos. He sort of looks like James Gandolfini. Okay, honestly. James Gandolfini, yeah, sorry. I said when I was watching it yesterday, he looks like low-budget Phil Collins. Yeah. He, which, if you've seen Phil, basically that's what Phil Collins looks like. Um, but yeah, so she seduces him just long enough so that she can... I don't, I don't remember. It's going to happen in a sec, but I think... She Re has him disrobe in front of him, and then Red Brown comes yeah. in the room. And no, but I think him. I think she like does something. She takes his gun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because he's so dumb that not only is he stripped, yeah. he and he has his... a foot fetish too. Because she's like, oh, yo, yeah, check out up. these feet. And he's like, feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's like, take off my shoes. And he's like, shoe, yeah, shoe. And he starts like licking it. <laughs> my shoe. 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 
shoe happily but twice like, he is so into her feet that he legitimately puts his gun right next to her because yeah. when she picks up the gun it's like right here she's like gun <laughs> i love that little touch it's like it's not even like she like jumps down and grabs it off the floor like he just legitimately takes he his gun right and gives it. it to her this is just i mean it's such a classic tropey scene it actually it has my one uh th this part this one part has my like one moment that i actually legitimately like because i think it, it fits with the whole campiness of the film and and again shows me that like if you did some editing you could make this like a hilarious camp classic is after this scene when reb brown runs in and he sees the guy on the ground and then she zips, zips up, up her shirt yeah. it's fantastic and it really i kind of like how the movie gives her like this <laughs> weirdly <laughs> <laughs> it gives her this weirdly progressive like role for 1988 where yeah. you know their whole argument where she's like oh you're just like my father like you're gonna tell me what to do and i kind of wish that the end like she went with him like she's kind of badass yeah. and that, at, one, at one moment i was like you know what i kind of like this character i like leah I, I you know what she's actually probably the most interesting character in this movie yeah yeah, and and at the end she should have gone with Red Brown, and they should have taken down the bad guys together. It would have been cool, and it would have like fit into this whole story they had built up, where they have this back and forth, and he's always like, "You should stay behind," and she's like, "No, I should go forward." But then at the end, in a great turn where they just subvert one of the classic movie tropes, like he's about to leave, and she doesn't say anything. White hair guy goes, "I'm coming with you," and you're like, and immediately you're like, "Oh, okay." White hair guy is totally gonna. He's gonna be like, no, don't come with me. And then white hair guy is gonna be like, no, I'm coming with you. And then he's gonna sacrifice himself and die. Yeah. But instead, Red Brown goes, no, you're not coming with me. And he goes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me do my job. I'm coming with you, Captain. I'd rather do it alone. As you please, Dave. But thank you. So many like of my favorite good bad movies have this. It has so many missed opportunities that like. For such a low-budget movie, it could have been, like, a kind of a, a cult, like, great classic for better reasons if just someone had 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 a brain when they were making it. Oh, yeah. Also, the fact that they disguise themselves, but it doesn't work. So they get at them all. at all. And then they get the masks, you know, full balaclava, yep. uh, paintball mask. And that's it. Immediately, like, still doesn't work. So they're just like, yep. okay, fuck it. The masks aren't gonna work. Well, and, but she leaves her jumpsuit on, and then when they're when they get back, he's not wearing it, and she still is. Yeah, like he, he just, was like, fuck way, this. Yeah, on the way to the bridge, he just takes it off and is carrying it next to him. So it's like I'm wear, sick wearing this. Yeah. I want my wife beater again. <laughs> my wife beater and like chrome trousers. Yeah, Kurt Russell's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> You see what happened was like we were filming that day and like my allotted 10 minutes of not wearing my wife beater were up. So I was like, guys, I literally contractually have to take this off now. So that, that's my, that's why I think it happened. Right, the smackdown in the room full of like sandbags and cardboard boxes. Yeah. You know what? This room strangely looks a lot like the bridge. It does. You know, Shot from it, a it different really angle. Does. Yeah. It's like the octagonal design. Of this room. Well, you know, the ships in the future have to be very, you know, right, modular. Right. And... But it just, like, if you notice, the bridge has a similar lines to the architecture. Let's be honest. There's probably only, like, three sets in this movie, and two of them are factories. Honestly, I kind of like to believe, deep down in my heart, that this was all shot at one facility. I would like to believe that, too. That they shot the factory scenes in, like, the warehouse factory area, and then they went into the offices of this 
you know, factory yeah, place, and whatever then, like, it was. Like the generator room. Yeah, yeah. Or like, like legitimately, like if in a lot of buildings, just from my job, I know it. There's a lot of buildings that you go in there that are like this. That half of the building is like a regular office building yeah. that literally just looks like the office. You yeah, know? like the logistics of the factory. Yeah, which is what all the like inside ships look like. Yeah. And even it even looks like they brought like the computers from the office <laughs> and just like put them in there too. So yeah, that's like sci-fi. Because another touch I love from movies of this era is when you have a television screen being filmed on a film camera and you get that rolling black bar yeah and all the, these high-tech computers have that rolling black bar yeah, like an alien yep it's fantastic okay she kicks him the balls he immediately shoots him in the dick yep yep <laughs> <laughs> we call that the double whammy <laughs> uh, poor guy yeah yeah they are so violently like they're vindictively violent towards the bad well, guys i mean i guess when you're fighting mutineers you have to make an example out of them i suppose but it just feels again i have so much trouble cheering for the good guys of this movie i mean especially when the the bad guys have hair like this dude with his like terry taylor chicken Dead raccoon yeah it's like chris jericho from 2007 <laughs> wwe like faux hawk going on but the fact that it's like a faux hawk that that bleeds down into like a little mullet in the back it's just what 13 years in the colony ship people mm -hmm. are gonna start diverging from the norm yeah generations Sorry, i keep messing with like 13 generations space, yeah. madness. space madness and uh cultural like deviation and maybe at the end of the film the twist will be that they've been underwater all this time right? oh wow pandora right <laughs> red brown is totally like a 13 year old kid in a tuxedo at a wedding he's like, i want to take this off you want to take this dumb tie off i want to wear my t-shirt i want to go back to your special place <laughs> if you know what i mean yeah ladies because even the special place is in a goddamn factory i'm pretty yeah. sure it's just like the agricultural like, yeah. wing of the ship. Because I, I want to like rewind for a second. Wind your brain back to the scene where they were having sex. And and okay, I love when when movies do this. In in, in like always in bad movies, this happens. Yeah. When they decide, they're like, All right, slightly obscure let's the see. scene. I'm gonna yeah. Where where should I shoot this scene from? I know. Let's put the camera behind a you know a valve. Yeah. So that we're shooting through the valve. Like why the fuck? Why did you just? <laughs> Put it literally anywhere else in the room. You're obscuring the whole like, what fucking kind of scene. Point is, are we like creeping yep. on them? Like one of my favorite bad movies of all time, uh, Samurai Cop, has a great version of that where there's like this it, near the very end of the movie when the bad guys, the bad guys like holding the girl hostage, and the good guys are holding guns on them from across the room. For some reason, the director decided to shoot like most of the scene from behind this like weird wooden sculpture that's like <laughs> in the middle of the room, and it's just like, why are you? Move it. Just move it. You made this movie. And I love in move, bad movies where it's just like, it, it feels like the movie's going, there's nothing else we can do. We threw up our hands. We just have to, we're at the mercy of what's happening. And it's like, you made the movie. The director Make of cinematography is insane. Save us. <laughs> right. We're doing our best. <laughs> you don't want to see what it looks like without the wooden sculpture shot. Yeah. That, that's really what I think is happening. It's some poor, poor editor sitting in like a dank room with it with all the film reels just like crying softly <laughs> the epic shootout in the uh the factory multi-tiered factory mm -hmm. and evil david bowie's just kind of creeping off into the corner he's seen by red brown and acknowledges the fact that it's like oh i know you're one of the mutineers and he's like ah and then he escapes he doesn't bother telling anyone that this is the this is 
Yeah, it's yeah. right here. Damn Flight, you. Flight Commander Bowie is a bad guy. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know. Hey, you know what? I've been thinking, what do you think this factory made? Um, <laughs> That's what I want to know. Raw steel. <laughs> You're Robo right. cops, maybe? I, I was wondering, it, it kind of looks like it might be a, um, a, uh, like a foundry. Yeah. Or something, because it has all those, like, big Piping metal and vats and pipes and yeah. stuff. Big windows, yeah. multi-tiers. Either very toxic chemicals or very molten metals. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely something that is like non-operable, which is why they could do all these explosions yeah. around what look like gas tanks and stuff. Because I I bet you there's like no nothing works in here. Oh, I think I see some branding on the pipe. Is it Ace Chemicals? Oh, I was about to say that. Yeah, yeah. it could be Ace Chemical. You never know. Hey, do I see a do I see a gangster in a purple suit falling into a vat of acid back oh, there? Red Brown, why didn't you just save him? Damn it, Reb! It turns out Reb Brown caused the Tim Burton Joker. <laughs> hey, we'll find out this fall. We will. We yeah. will. I'm actually kind of looking forward to that. Hey, I'm I'm like I'm. Uh, I trust Joaquin Phoenix as an actor. I do, but I do not trust DC movies Fair at enough. all. Another hallmark of like late 80s, early 90s movies are just dangerous stunts by non-stunt people. <laughs> just fucking people eating shit totally hard <laughs> off of like a st- like metal stairs. And you're just like, God. Yeah. And whenever someone falls from a height, they always do the front flip. Yes. You always got to do that. And you make sure you want to land right on that yeah, on your nice back, pad. On that, yeah. Because that's what I was saying earlier about the whole Meals on Wheels thing, where like you don't see anybody like doing a stunt and then landing. You see just people falling into the abyss of nothing. You know, oh, because they don't want to show you the pad. They there's the flamethrower. Yeah, here we go. Not actually reaching no. them. The flamethrower, the most useless weapon ah. in the history of weapons, literally killed more more people who used it and the guys around them in their platoon. Hey, there's Sam. Literally killed more people that used it than killed enemy combatants. Mostly just intimidation and clearing out tight spaces. Yeah, but I also I believe that if I read I read this a while ago, and I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, um, they stopped being used by basically any military when it became evident that A, like I just said, it would kill basically only the people who used them yeah. and make you a target if you were carrying it one from by for enemies, but also Nobody wanted to be the flamethrower guy. Yeah. Because it was a death sentence. Also, so. like, if your unit was captured, you decided to surrender, no one would ever take the flamethrower guy alive. You were killed immediately. Yep, because if you had killed anyone, it was kind of, it's kind of like being a sniper in the same way. Where like, like oh, you're a real piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you kill people in a bad way that's yeah. not honorable or something. So yeah, flamethrowers. They suck, but in video games and movies, they are the coolest thing fucking ever. thing. Oh, yeah, and yeah, her, her so. shooting position where she's just, like, crouched. Well, so, yeah, like how she, like, Jackie Chan that. She yeah. was, like, hanging. And apparently, I, I don't know, because there's a rope, but it's not tied around her at all. But she's legitimately hanging from a beam with, like, one arm and shooting. And that core strength, I don't know, man. She, like, even, like I said, Jackie Chan, he was hanging in rush hour, and yeah. he couldn't hold on with two hands. I don't know how she did. We get to see David Bowie unceremoniously killed here. And it almost looks like the space witches are, like, influencing this demise. Yeah, the space witches told him to do it. That's a good point. Like, oh, you need to crawl into that little pit there. Or maybe they just were like, Red Brown, get him. (laughs) He knows too much. Yeah. See, look at that. He's like, oh, yeah, buddy. Instead of just shooting you, 
He's like, no, please help me. I'm going to kill you in the slowest way possible so you can witness your own death. Like, it would have made more sense if he killed Red Brown that way. He's the one that has a vendetta against Red Brown. Red Brown doesn't even remember this fucking guy. It's like, oh, yeah, the guy. There you go. See that that gel that's all over his body now? Yeah. That fire-safe gel. Every truly bad movie has to have that because it is one of the easiest stunts to do, and it's one of the cheapest stunts to do. Is it? Yeah. I kind of... <laughs> that gel is, like, pretty... Is not very expensive. Can you, like, just get it easily? I, I don't know if you... Yeah, I'm sure you probably could somewhere. Because but... if... You know, I keep on saying this theoretical uh, second space mutiny. Like, I would totally, like, want to do that. We could totally make <laughs> a second. I'm totally down to make space mutiny. So two. so here's the idea. It can either take place in, I guess, like a factory or some... You right. know, a new space, or... It could take place many years later when they reach the planet, and it's going to be Space Mutiny 2. Uh, we got to go back. <laughs> Space Mutiny 2, Rebel, Rebel Planet. Rebel and there's a re- rebellion on the colony. Okay. Okay. I'd be down for that. I would, if, so like Reb Brown becomes the bad guy. Well, not even that. This could be like after like his generation has passed, and it could be a what descendant if, of Red Brown. What if, all right. Bad Brown. What if we, we if in this movie, you cut in scenes from Battlestar Galactica <laughs> from the new Battlestar Galactica yes no but I was gonna say f- from this movie that are like scenes of like you take a bunch of action scenes and other stuff of Red Brown and it's like you put them into the new movie where it's like the people are studying Red Brown's military techniques oh, He's like, become he, like, he was the best warrior known yeah, on, on yeah. the southern sun the greatest warrior of the ancient southern sunship and it's become like this this like legend so it, it turns into Metal Gear Solid 2 more or less Or they yeah, yeah. studied and tried <laughs> to like, replicate it. Pretty much. Uh, I'd be totally down for that. I'd also like, um, you know, like, I'd like to see a movie where it, it's like Calgon has just like hides oh, in the battle. Oh, Calgon's still in it, but yeah. he's, he's like cybernetic because he's like half burnt. Yeah, but like, wh- see, the only problem is that is like how? Because he's like still on the ship. And that was my whole problem with just this movie having the balls to act <laughs> like it was going to have a sequel in the first place, but also setting it up that way. It's like, so Calgon is horribly burned. He's all alone, and apparently all of his guys are either dead or arrested or whatever. And he's in the bowels of the ship all alone, and he, but he's still alive. So the movie's definitely telling you, like, hey, Calgon's still alive. That's bad news. So, like, where does he theoretically, like, where does he go from you know, there? He could be so, like, badly burned, disfigured, that he could just kind of pretend to be a casualty of the battle in, like, the in the whatever room they were fighting in and just be like, oh, yeah, the flamethrower guy got me. True. And then, like... He go. He just. He just puts on a mustache and he's. He hides. Send a couple of men over there to stop that engineer before he gets to the bridge. Unless I get to him first. And so like we're at this final like culmination, battle race, death race two thousand. Death scene. race two thousand. And. Uh, Frankenstein. I, so I think it's apt time to kind of wrap up like what our general like overall final thoughts are were on this film watching it again here um i i personally would say that it's definitely one of my favorite like bad movies and it just has so much good to it because of how bad it is and that's like really the definition of a good one so honestly i never really thought about it before we did this i would put it up with like the top ones not like number one or number two but i'd put it in like the top 10 list with movies like the roman shit it's it's definitely exceptional when it comes to bad movies 
I'd say it's a good like board game or like tabletop movie. Like if you're playing D and D, to just have in the background. Yeah. So people just yell out quotes. Exactly. Exactly. Try to be Red Brown. Exactly. Yeah. What are some like? What were your like favorite quotes from this movie? Because there's a lot of good ones. Shoes. Yeah, shoes. 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 I, I mean, probably the most, I think the most famous quote is probably... Uh, Red Brown screaming? No. Uh, you're, it's Calgon saying, you'd be more attractive with your mouth shut. Oh, yeah. Because, again, it's his delivery is so much better than mine right there. But he's like, you'd be more attractive with your mouth shut. Um, There's also the nerd who gets thrown off the balcony. He was like, oh, I'd rather jump. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay. And uh, Calgon in general has a lot of lines. Actually, that that moment right there where after Calgon blows up, Red Brown throws him the, like, oh, yeah. F you thing. It's like where you, like, grab in between your elbow. Yeah. I don't even know. I think it's up yours maybe is what it is. Also, it just goes to show how shitty these vehicles were because she got hit, like, like head on. Yeah. Like at full speed, and yeah. she's fine. She's yeah. not even concussed. Um, we also just had another one of my favorite lines from Calgon. Right before he attempts to kill Leah, he goes, Take this, take that, you space bitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot about that. I laughed so hard when he said yeah. that. He has a, he just has a oh, bunch of. He also of... called her a big bitch on another line. No, I think that's. Or was that even David that, Bowie? No, that's that line. It sounds. I swear to no, God. I, I swear to God that he says space bitch once, and on another occasion he also says big bitch. I don't think so because I swear to God, I thought <laughs> no, I swear to God. that line right there at the very end was big bitch. So, like, when I went and recorded it yesterday, I was like, oh, LOL, big bitch. Like, that's what I thought he was saying, even when I played it back. Yeah. Then today, when I was doing some research, I was flipping through quotes, and I saw Take That You Space Bitch, and I'm like... He said that too, like I was, a bit, and then I listened back to it again and turned the volume way up, and I was like, "Oh, he does say space." So I think you did the same thing yeah, I did. Maybe I'm just having like a weird yeah. like Mandela Sad, effect. Sadly, I don't think he says "take that, you big bitch," but I thought he did too. Also, at the end, sorry to, to interrupt, but at the end of the film, they're making out, like dressed almost in like wedding gowns and stuff. Mm. But she's like, "Oh, aren't you gonna miss your flight?" And he's like, no, like, will I be in time back to marry you or something? But like, what flight are they talking <laughs> yeah, so, about? Yeah. Where are they flying? She says like, you're gonna you're gonna be late for your flight. And then he goes, does that mean you're not gonna marry me? Yeah. It's like, what does that fucking mean? I'm like, more curious about what the flight is. Right. And like, like it would make sense if at that point he was like pulled out a ring or like made it look like he was proposing yeah. in some way. But that ha that happens off screen. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I it just it yeah, it makes no fucking sense. And then it, like it would have made more sense if. Yeah, like you just—if he was like, "Oh, oh, well, yeah, well, I'm the commander. What are they gonna?" I'm like, you know, because it feels like that's what they're implying there. But it's just, yeah, it's just, the lines make no sense in a lot of this movie. And as we see here, wrapping it all up, Calgon burned as hell. His eyes are closed. Oh man, he's totally dead. So dead. <gasps> What's this? He's alive and looks very angry. So yeah, I give Space Mutiny. A solid uh, five Calgons out of five. It, like I said before, is one of my favorite of these types of movies. And if you have not seen it, you should go watch it and then listen again while watching it. Watch it twice because it's, it's on that Amazon good. Prime. It is. That's yeah. where we're watching it right now. It is. If you have Amazon Prime, it's free on Amazon Prime. Wow. Which isn't really free because you're paying for Amazon no. Prime. Um, oh, I didn't know this. The woman who played Lieutenant Lamont is named Billy Second. That's a very interesting name. Yeah, that's an interesting name. All right. Hey, the guy who played Calgon's bodyguard is Guy, named Pringle. guy Pringle. So, yes, that was Space Mutiny. It's fantastic. 
It's great. Um, and if you want to watch something that also happens to be clips from the TV show of Battlestar yeah. Galactica. And not the actual show Battlestar Galactica. And could take place in the same universe because it's the same ships and enemies. Yeah, basically, if you want to get the gist of what Battlestar Galactica is kind like, of about. much, much worse. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I guess that's kind of basically it. Um, I will really quickly plug, obviously, my movie's better, which you're listening to right now. So, like, share, and subscribe. Uh, we have a new episode coming out probably this weekend or early next week on Kung Fu movies. But you guys, why don't you talk a little bit about what you're doing? Uh, we are the Dork Web, and we are doing comics, games, and movies. We just had episode 15 come out called Endgame, which Whoa, is... what's well, actually, that no, about? No, it was Game it's Over. It's called Game Over. Game I'm, sc- over. I'm screwing it up. Anyways. Uh, but it was about Endgame, It was I about assume. Endgame, yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's it was a delight. We even walked through the Infinity Gauntlet uh, comic. Because I have, compare. yeah, I remember reading it once, making me the expert of the group. Yeah, yep, <laughs> that's it. Damn, I wish you guys had asked me. I would have totally guessed, guessed, ew, guessed, starred on that and helped you with that because I know a lot about that comic run. It's one of my it's favorites. It's really good. Yeah, it's fantastic. Expe- oh man, like the biggest thing I wish that they had in the movie was that chapter called the Astral Conflagration. Yeah, because you have Galactus. And all these other celestial beings just laying this smack down on Thanos, it's but he can't be defeated. Yep. I also just like generally the whole idea that Thanos does not give a shit about morals or doesn't have some greater purpose like in the movies. He doesn't care about people dying or surviving or his planet starving or any of that bullshit. He's just doing it for death. He just wants to show that he is the baddest motherfucker right. and that death will recognize him. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's so much cooler. I think than what the MCU yeah, did, even, even though his, I like it. The whole Infinity Gauntlet thing isn't even his idea. Mm-hmm. He was tasked to it. Exactly. It also has some other great characters like Mephistopheles. And Adam Warlock. Yes, and oh my God, MCU. I know no one involved in it will listen to this podcast, but if you ever do, what the fuck? Adam Warlock. He, he should have he already. He more or less is the Soul Stone. I mean, yeah, let's talk about the sidestep. Well, we won't talk about it, but <laughs> the sidestepping of the Soul Stone. Yeah. Yeah, side- no one bothered complete. figuring out what it actually does. Yeah, no. And I don't even think the comic books completely answered that. No, they do. It's the power over life and death and like spontaneous creation of like life. And the thing that they needed. Essentially creating yeah. bodies for dead spirits to go. Right. It's, a, it's, it's the mastery of life and it's death. It's the Dragon Balls of the Marvel yeah. Universe where you can be like, oh, can you we... You want to bring back Yamcha? Yeah, okay. you want to bring everybody's dead back? Here you go. And um, don't give me that bullshit where the Hulk is like, oh, I, I tried. I really tried to bring her back, but I, I just couldn't. Even when... with the fucking Infinity Gauntlet, I couldn't yeah. bring her back to life. So, yeah, don't say who because spoiler yeah. alerts. But, yes, I know who you're talking about. Um, yeah, I think that just in general, though, to just there's a lack of just that great Jim Starlin sort of cosmic storytelling that will happen. Also in Jack Kirby too. And Jack Kirby, of yeah. course. Yeah. New Gods um is one of my favorite comic books ever. The fourth and, world. Oh the fourth world and is Scott fantastic, Green. which yeah. we also mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um we and are the forever it's funny, people. I'm so glad we're doing this movie and talking about all this stuff because last week, like I said, we covered my uh Master of the Universe, which also that movie is literally a new gods movie. And if you go and you just erase from your mind that He-Man ever existed and think just about new gods when you watch that movie, you're like, holy shit, this literally like follows the <laughs> plot of one, I forget which one it was, but it's one particular like arc of that comic. 
and uh, it's fantastic. So I was really glad to also cover this movie because it kind of falls in the same like weirdly like it's like sp- space opera really yeah. is the best way to put it where it feels really epic but also has this weird like like I said earlier it feels like knights and castles yeah. in a weird way at the same time. So it's almost a 40k movie. Yeah, it's Man, like my close. wish, my wish for the Imperial uh, 40K Guard TV show on HBO. Yeah, man. One day, maybe. I'm so. Sur- I'm honestly. I'm surprised they haven't capitalized on that yet. I think, Someone. I think Bill- honestly, and uh, this probably won't make it into the podcast, but I think honestly, it's just that the expense of making something like that. I think people are intimidated and pleasing all the neckbeards because you Not know yeah. they're gonna be so like adamant on the lore being. Perfect. perfect right like okay his coloration's wrong his epaulet should be on the other side yeah like, but you wouldn't have that purity seal there while you're gonna have that i think you're gonna have that with anything they they had that with harry potter they had that with game of thrones so like i think that really i just think it's just not big enough or no no producer has come across it and been like hey this is like a totally untapped i mean they'll give their here. license out to anyone who wants to make a game right. I mean, honestly, if they wait too long, maybe Blizzard will just do it. True. Like they <laughs> wanted to do in the first place. Yeah, I know. It's like, yeah, we're not doing anything right now. WoW's kind of failing. Uh, yeah. Can we try Warhammer again? Exactly. So on that note, we will say goodnight, goodbye, good luck, all that is good things. Thank you guys for being on the show. Make Pleasure sure to check your local factories yeah. for any... Uh, <laughs> you, for space Calgon. Yeah, yeah, Calgon. Yeah, Calgon. Yeah. There, there may be a space mutineer still hiding in a factory you never know and uh as always come back and listen again and hopefully next time we will possibly cover like captain america or one of the other of the oh, many so. great Close out the or Re- the original yeah. we the could Re- do the original avengers film we could do yeah. the uh it wasn't george clooney it was david hasselhoff uh nick fury yes there was the, the, that but there's also the red brown movie that's uh rambo yeah. Oh, Strike Commander. Strike Commander. Yeah, Strike Commander, something like that. Yeah. All right. Well, again, thank you for listening and good.